Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name's David Reed, and this is Marek Larwood. Hello, Marek Larwood. My name is Marek Larwood. Hello, Marek. That is David Reed. Hello. I went to the cinema to see a film. Sounds like the beginning of a poem. Well, that's <laughs> put you on the spot. No, don't worry about it. No me. one wants that. No one you wants that. You put a lot of pressure on me. Yeah. That's what happens. That's, that's, how to, that's how to stop someone in their tracks. <laughs> Pressure. Tell them that it sounds like a poem. That sounds like the most amazing poem. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I went to see the much-anticipated latest Coen Brothers film. Yes, because of course the trailer came out for this, and it was all very exciting. I've not even seen the trailer. Oh, the trailer makes it look like the best Coen Brothers film ever. It uh, it, it looks very funny and charming and sort of magical. Um, so tell me, is it everything I dreamed of? It is nothing you dreamed of. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, before we get into it, what is the story? What is the basic setup? The story is that uh, George Clooney, who is the most famous um, one, of, there's a few, it's all about sort of, it's quite in joke. It's all about the film industry mm. and it's sort of set in. Um, so, like the 50s? Yeah. And the. Uh, Josh Brolin plays this bloke called Eddie Mannix who's sort of in charge of the studio and making everything run smoothly um, George Clooney is the most famous actor who wants to get who's halfway doing this Hail Caesar film right and he gets kidnapped by a load of, sort of communists who are unhappy with the way that writers are being paid okay meanwhile there's a sort of other plot where this uh, bloke called sort of western bloke called Hobie Doyle who's a, a western star gets put in other films he's not suited before just because he's a famous okay. uh, a person. It, I mean, the cast is incredible. It's got a huge... Josh Brolin, George Clooney, Ralph Fiennes, Scarlett Johansson, Tilda Swinton. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum, Jonah Hill, Francis McDormand. Uh, everyone in it is great. The, the um, cinematographer is Roger Deakins who's been nominated for loads of Oscars. It looks, as usual, at the Coen Brothers films. It looks... Absolutely beautiful. And from the trailer, it looked like they'd uh, sort of evoke that 1950s Technicolor feel to it all as well. Well, they, it's, it's a film about studio, so they often go, there's a bit where it shows, they often go into film and do a scene right. from the film. So stylistically, if you wanted an example of how to shoot, it's amazing them yeah. shooting all different sorts of films. Like Chang Tatum is a musical where he plays a sailor in the musical. Yeah. And they show a scene from that film. And they'll show a scene from various other films. And so... 
and they all look perfect yeah, from yeah. that genre. So, in terms of a purely cinema piece of cinematography, it looks beautiful. The problem is, it's all over the place. It's such an it feels like an indulgent mess. Right. The script's not tight, and it's not funny. And I think the Coen Brothers do this a bit. They do do these sprawling films, uh, but and I and I either like their films or I absolutely you know like True Grit. I'm not a big fan of Fargo. I, I love I love you know, Fargo. Um, I Big did, Lebowski. Big Lebowski's great. I wasn't a big fan of Inside. Um, well in Bowen over. But I, <laughs> well in Bowen. <laughs> did you see but Inside the Reading? Book. Um, no, but I loved A Serious Man, which a lot of people didn't like. I absolutely loved that. I thought it was great. Uh, but this is just a... It's such a disappointment. It's mm. such a disappointment. It's just a mess. And it, But I, I, I pretty much was fighting back sleep for some of it. It was really, really dull. And um, I was surprised. I went to see it. It came out a week before it was supposed to come out. And I was surprised actually showing these previews. Yeah. Because I think it's going to get really panned. It's really strange, isn't it? Every it's hard to it's really odd when you watch a film and all the ingredients are there mm. and it doesn't work. Something hasn't. So clicked. you're there and your your brain's telling you well, it looks great, the acting's great, yeah, it feels it's shot really really well. That's so disappointing because I've I've said it before. I think I've said it on this podcast that even if a Coen Brothers film isn't quite for you, they're never boring. Yeah, and if this is boring, then that's a real shame. I turned around to my girlfriend and I said, "Do you think this is boring?" And she went, "Yes." And I said, "Yes, I do too." It was a real uh, struggle. To, it was a real struggle to get through. That's a shame. Well, I hope they're not doing that thing that uh, quite a lot of directors do of just going off the boil and they never recover. They just go down from there. I don't know, I think they're too talented. I mean, it felt like I, I raved about youth I saw recently, and that was a sprawling mess. Yeah. But I was constantly surprised and I felt really... Mm. Um, uh, it was worth it for the, the tiny vignettes within it. Uh, is that the right word? Yeah, it? totally. I um, mean, because but this is just... It's, just well, it's it, the same with comedy, isn't it? That you can you don't have to have a story, you can do a sketch show. But sketch shows thrive on ideas. And you have yeah. to be constantly inventive and interesting. Otherwise, they'll just fall flat, in my opinion. You know, and I th- films are the same. You know, story isn't vital as long as you remain interesting and you you give the audience something, something to feel something with. And if they if it starts to become predictable and cliched and dull, well, and, there's no know. real threat in this. It's a bit like with um, uh, my problem with the Big Short. Okay, and the same here. It's all about. It's all quite in studio. It's all quite you know yeah. about this. It's really the in-joke of Hollywood, as if they've made it for themselves. But because they're all film stars, and it's got a quite Cohen Brothers comedy feel to it, there's no real threat of anything going wrong. Yeah. It doesn't really feel that... Well, I hate they'll choose that word jeopardy and that cliche, but there's absolutely none in this. Yeah. Like in Spotlight, you don't really care because they're all millionaires anyway, and they're all arseholes. In this film, you don't especially like any of the characters, and you don't... I don't really care what happens to them. Yeah. Is it right you did a bit of acting, but I don't really care about your characters. I, uh, I caught a film uh, recently on um, online, uh, well, on Netflix or something, an equivalent, um, called Limitless. Have you heard of this one? Bradley Cooper. Yes. Uh, who takes a pill. It's now been um, turned into a TV show. It makes him but a bit ultra... Makes it uses his, the entirety of his brain, so he becomes super clever, basically. But um, like all drugs, it ends up getting him. 
uh, in the end. But it makes him super clever. And the, the title, Limitless, is the idea of if you have limitless potential, what do you do? And the, the, the man who takes it is so boring. Mm. What he chooses to do with it is play the stock market to make millions of pounds. And then what's he do once he's got uh, millions of pounds? Go he, to the toilet. He uses that portfolio to apply for a job in a big company so he can get a really big job making more millions of pounds. It's like, you are the most boring man I've ever heard of. Yeah. You can, your brain is capable of anything and you choose it to just look at spreadsheets so you can make some more money. It's really tedious. It should be called Limited. Um, I would like to make a pig have a human baby. <laughs> if you were, if you, you'd know how. If you took Bradley Cooper's pill, you'd know how to do that. Pig boy, pig boy, uh, give birth to a human baby. I would give birth. I would find <laughs> how I could give birth to a human baby. To Where's pig, the pig? To a pig boy. To a pig boy. To a half pig, half man. Yes. Okay. How, a man. How me as a male, I can do that. You'd work it out probably within an afternoon. Without having to have any sort of caesareans or anything like that. Sure. Or operations on your body? I don't I mean, want any bodily harm. I don't want any bits ripped or anything like that. But that you want to give birth? Yes. Without any bodily ripping? Yes. I mean, that would be brand new even without the pig baby thing. But I, mean. I think I could, I've almost worked it out now. <laughs> <laughs> I just need yeah. three or four more IQ points and yeah. I can do it. You're just, it's on the tip of your tongue. I How can do I do, do it? it? I can just get... I can't get past the early stages of the feet. Now now I'm thinking too hard and I'm getting tired and Mm. I need a sleep. No, Bradley Cooper could have worked that out, but he chose instead to apply for a job with Robert De Niro. That's disappointing. I mean, you'd think uh, these are the worst... I can work it out that all these people I've met who work in the the city are dickheads. And chronically unhappy. Um, Yeah. Maybe I'm a genius. Maybe that's it. Do you agree with that as well? What? That, yeah, that the yeah. Well, that's why I'm not working in a bank, Marriott, for the man. I'm working for myself and the fans of Film Fandango, for for very little. I'm not working. You're not working at all. So I've you done, must be even cleverer. I've done one day of work this week. <laughs> okay. Was it? Did you enjoy it? Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> might do more of that then. Um, do you know what? I what? give it. For the cinematography of it alone, I give it four. Oh, four hail merits. Caesar. Well, that is deeply disappointing. I now won't go and see it. Um, I make Don't, it, wait till it comes out. On, I'll watch it on telly. Minutes, yeah. I'll watch it on telly when it comes out but because I I do like the Coens and I want to believe that it's not over yet. I want more films out of them that are good. Um, all right, well, hail Caesar. There we go. I think it's about time for this. Here's a letter from Darren Rogers. Please read in the style of Boris Johnson, so I should read that. Yes. <laughs> That's my go-to, the Boris Johnson voice. Yeah, you've got getting words. Hi, guys. I just saw The Martian, which I thought was good, but not great. And certainly not as good as Gravity, in my opinion. This got me thinking. What are your favourite space-related films? Moonraker, 2001, Star Wars. I always have to go with aliens myself. Keep watching the films and cheer up, Marek. <laughs> <laughs> Darren. Yeah. Uh, favourite space related films so many good ones aren't they yeah 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 do you remember back in um, you may not have listened to it it was before you were a host on this uh, Ooh, podcast back a long time ago when I interviewed uh, Justin Timberlake about his sci-fi film was it called In Time or Out of Time Justin Timberlake's been on this podcast yeah yeah he's been on this and um, when they've only got 20 seconds and it was so funny because 
I, I opened by saying, you know, I was trying to be as polite about the film as possible because I'm right there with the man, you know, I'm a nice guy. And, and the film's fine, it just sort of meanders, it loses its way a bit. Uh, but I said, this has got a properly good sci-fi concept. I mean, it's, it's proper sci-fi like, you know, Blade Runner or Logan's Run. And, and he was like, oh, thanks very much. Uh, it sounds like Kermit the Frog. And uh, I asked him some more questions. And then I asked, so did you uh, did you like sci-fi growing up? Was you, was, you know, were you into it as a kid? And he was like, oh, yeah, I liked um, Blade Runner, Logan's Run. <laughs> like, you liar! You liar, Justin Timberlake. And then he gave me a lolly, so it was fine. That's I didn't right. care. They don't, they don't really count with space, do they? Not space, no, just 2001 sci-fi. is amazing. Yeah. I really love Moon as well. Moon's excellent. Moon's excellent. Uh, Duncan Jones... Uh, son of David Bowie, who's doing the new uh, Warhammer film. Will be uh, quite a I departure from Moon. I hope so, too. He's a very good director. Um, I saw 2001 with a live orchestral score. That was wow. amazing. Really good. It felt like theatre watching 2001 in a big screen, you know. Yeah. Um, space films. Oh, I, I mean... You like Star Wars, don't I you? I love Star you? Wars, yeah. Still love Star Wars, despite everything it's done. <laughs> Still love Star Wars. Uh, Alien, obviously. Um, Alien, Aliens. Galaxy Quest. That's a nice show. Is bloody great. It's absolutely great. It's possibly the best Star Trek film. <laughs> What's the way that guy lives alone with those two robots and he has to grow plants? Silent Running. Yeah. It's good. I've not seen it in a long time. I remember it being uh, quite sad. Um, Flash Gordon. Of course, Flash Gordon. Yeah. Flash Gordon, brilliant. It's, it's ace. Um, but space, you get there's quite a few different genres in space films, aren't there? I mean, you get your sort of properly proper space, bleak like astronaut films, yeah. and then you get your space operas like Star Wars and Flash Gordon that are basically Lord of the Rings with spaceships. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's all it's all good. I'm sure we'll think of some more. If you want to tell us your favourite space films, then why not email us, dearfilmfandango at gmail.com. Or you can talk to each other about it, actually. Facebook.com forward slash filmfandango. Um, has anyone else written in? Yeah. Thomas Mould. Thomas Mould. What does he want? Hello, gents. I hope this email finds you well. I just thought I'd share a laugh that I had with you. Oh. <laughs> Hello. Upon putting your latest podcast on my phone, I didn't realise that I'd accidentally tapped the playback speed to 0.5. You'd think most people would notice this straight away, but as Marek is partial to a joke in his introductions, I just thought he was pretending to talk like a drunk child. (laughs) Obviously, when uh, when I did notice, I corrected the error. That was until David started to read a letter in Marek's voice. I had no choice but to slow the speed once again to comic effect, and that's exactly what I got. Absolutely hilarious. Basically, if Marek's work is completely dried up, at least the next time there is a voiceover role for a lubricated miner, he's a shoo-in. More of a note to say, keep up the good work. It's refreshing to hear a film podcast where the hosts speak genuinely about cinema and not be contrary for the sake of it. It's also nice to hear that you guys discuss shorts from time to time. If you ever have 15 minutes to kill, you're more than welcome to check out this one I made a couple of years ago with Reg from The Bill in it. <laughs> oh, I must do that. What's it called? Um, I don't know. I have to follow the link, but we can put it up on our Facebook wall. Yeah, let's do that. Cool. If not, don't worry. That's cool. Whatever's. Keep up the good work. Uh, this is how everyone signs off emails, right? Cheers, Tom. 
P.S. I've noticed a distinct lack of Buddy in the podcast of late. It's a shame he's still my favourite character. What? Well, Buddy is actually away on business uh, this week. But he, he is usually here. He's just gotten better at sort of falling asleep while we prattle on. But uh, Buddy, the podcast dog, for those not in the know, is uh, he'll be about. He'll be back next week. Um, well, um, what have you been... You've seen it, something? <laughs> That's very well linked. Um, yes, a film, actually, that I've been wanting to see for a while. And, in fact, I talked about it in our uh, Roundup of the Year's films of one I still want to see. Uh way back in January, um, is a film called Nina Forever. I've, I've heard quite a lot about this. It's a British film. I've seen quite a lot of adverts. Yeah, half of the budget was kick-started. Um, it's written and directed by uh, two guys called the Blaine Brothers. They are brothers. Um, and it is a really fun concept that I'm just amazed no one's done before. Because you know how the best horror films are sort of allegory for emotional torment of some kind like a literal haunting is the filmic version of what would be just someone's haunted personality like Carrie maybe sure yeah well this the story is about um, a romance between a, a man and a woman but the man is haunted by his ex-girlfriend who died in a car crash oh gosh but he's haunted by her quite literally so whenever the two of them try to get close in uh, in his bed, his mangled girlfriend, bloodied girlfriend, crawls up through the bed and tries to hang out with them. And so it's a... Does she see her as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just, you know... And so she's... It's a very dark comedy, basically. Comedy romance. Um, but properly, you know, good concept. And and it's and it's it's a good story as well actually. And the actors in it are excellent. I've not Is seen it any of the them cinema, before. Can you buy it online? It, it's it's very uh, you know grassroots. So they've been doing a thing. I can't remember the website, and I'm sorry I've not done my prep on this. But Google it, you'll find it. Where if they can get enough people saying they want a ticket to see it, then local cinemas will put it on. So you all sign up for it before, oh. and then if you get if you hit a certain amount, then it's going to be on. Well, if you've got couldn't. some friends round, uh, well, it's on streaming services now as well. I I caught up with it. I think on Blinkbox, which is which has changed its name again. But um, it's it's one of those pay per view streaming things. But it's it's like rental price, like three pound fifty or something, you know. Um, but no, well worth a look, and uh, also. Uh, <laughs> Uh, one of the Blaine brothers is married to comedian Carrie Ad Lloyd and they live up the road. So I, I also, I'm just quite Yeah, but she's in everything. She doesn't need the money. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but, well, to support her, her struggling filmmaker boyfriend. I mean, nobody makes money's in, cin- money's in cinemas. Nobody makes money's in cinemas. <laughs> Why did it go there for you? <laughs> Keep on doing that. It's really bad. Why? Keep on doing the sort of Jamaican or Nigerian accent. Uh, for no reason. Well, it's a very enjoyable one to do. I it's suppose. not when you were just doing um, uh, my one day of work. I just did it for no reason. I thought it was really inappropriate. With people you'd only met that yeah, day. Yeah. yeah, that's not. They don't really know. Really inappropriate. <laughs> What's wrong with that guy? Well, we won't be working with him again. He's from Nigeria. I could get away <laughs> with it. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. There's um, 
There's a comedian called Tony Hendricks who's from Jamaica. Oh, yes, he's yeah. A, he's a white guy, but he's properly brought up in Jamaica. There we yeah. go. It does happen. Um, but Nina Forever, I, it's again one of those I don't really want to spoil, but I, I really enjoyed it. And it's it's properly good. Yeah. Yeah. Catch it. Nina Forever. Uh, it's dark. It's properly dark as well. I mean, its tagline is a fucked up fairy tale, and I think that's pretty accurate. Swearing on a tagline. Well, it's, it's starred out, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. But that's it, really. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> both of us lean over. Both of us lean over to check how long we've been talking for. <laughs> and you know what? For a free podcast, that's enough. Yeah. That's quite enough talking. <laughs> talking. I'm, I'm sorry I don't have more insight and, uh, you know, critical analysis of Nina Forever other than I don't want to spoil it, uh, especially when the director lives around the corner and could beat me up. Does someone um, give birth to a pig in it? A big boy? No. No. So that's still safe. That's still yours. It would be really annoying if I spent all that time Mm. working and have to give birth to a pig and then someone did the day before. Someone else gave birth to a pig. Yeah, that would happen to me. And then you would have to go through the process of giving birth to a pig. Not pig, pig boy. Pig boy, but with no... No record to get from it. Yeah, it'd just be, oh, he's, he's done. And it'd feel like I've copied him. Well, it's a lot like those... I don't know, I'm bringing this up. I'm bringing it down again. But uh, you hear these sort of urban legends about a paper releasing, you know, a story about the 499th uh, person has thrown themselves from this bridge. And the next morning they find five people at the bottom because they all wanted to be the 500th. It's really weird, but it happens, apparently. Wow. Really strange. I hope I don't drive under that bridge on a day and out, so it's be dangerous, wouldn't it? Would be. Falling peoples. Well, on that happy note... Happy note. We'll be back next week. Where I'll probably try not to bring up suicide as the last thing that we ever talk about. But um, Why not? Why not follow us on Twitter? Yeah, do that. We're um, at Film Fandango. Yeah, don't just, you know, at us. Follow us. And then we'll know that, you know, we're liked. At Marit Larwood. At Mr David Reed. That's right. Why but... not subscribe to my YouTube channel? Oh, we could do that. What's that? I just thought I'd say it. Wouldn't yeah, it? do, it do. It's Marit Larwood. Why not go on my YouTube channel, watch a video, and click on an advert, and I get one pence each time someone does that so I make roughly three pence a day is that how it works you I don't get paid unless you don't get they paid click. unless someone clicks on an advert oh why that's not? bad because they are still getting advertising yeah you. so why not go in and watch some videos and click on the advert and then you think ah oh, rather than listen to Matt Moaning he'll be talking next week how he's made 17 pence or something I mean <laughs> do that do what Marek says I prefer, if you're going to do one or the other, you donate to Phil Fandango rather than giving Merrick one pence. Um, You can do both. I'd rather you go to filmfandango.co.uk and follow the links from there. But um, whatever you want to do, guys, it's your your life, it's your money. When you see those adverts on things, you think, oh, it's annoying adverts. Yeah. It's much better if you go, actually, I'll click, if I watch a video I like, and I talked about it before, I'll click on it and go, do you know what? I'm actually take, making them pay. I've just stolen one pence off Nissan. <laughs> I'm, I'm never ma- going to buy I'm a Nissan. I'm making those Nissan people <laughs> pay and give money to my friend. Give one Peter Marek Nissan. Yeah. I, 80 billion people. <laughs> <laughs> more, far more than the population of the earth. Clicked on that Nissan advert, then Marit would have eighty billion pence. 
That's a lot. Of, I, I and they probably don't pick on the latest one. Go and watch an old video, a sporadic video. Don't watch if everyone starts clicking on the the newest video's advert, they're going to think it's a fraud. And I'll probably no. They'll think that's a spike, and they'll want to uh, up the amount of money they're spending. Click on, on a random video's advert. Okay, all right. <laughs> but well, donate to Film Fanatic. Do that too, or not, <laughs> or not. Whatever you want to do, guys. Um, but all right, we'll be back next week. In the meantime, keep, keep watching, watching the films. Bye bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.